Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my god. You've got all your Charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Do this is together. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldonk, sitting with my buddy, Kev Huggin' Duggan. An unexpected turn of events earlier today, my friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into it, but let's not forget Kyle the Coach Duggan. The football gods finally gave us breaking news on a Monday. I yeah. was just going to say, finally, news breaks happened. before we have an episode. Yeah. And uh, and now we have week we, a whole week off. So if this would have broke on Tuesday... Oh, there's no point even talking about it. We'd be like, well, I mean, everybody's already said something about it. So (laughs) I don't know why you want to hear it from us. But uh, yes, folks, lots lots to talk about this episode, including a new offensive coordinator. Uh, We've also got a very special Bolt Insight lined up, a fan focus, and as always, an Ask Bolt fam. And let's not, we can tell what the Bolt Insight is because it's kind of a big deal. And if you want to hang out, long enough just yeah. you're maybe thinking about bailing a little early you didn't like what we had to say you were feeling kind of like annoyed with us or something don't um, don't. don't do that don't hang don't, on hang tight because yes. we got Braden mother beef this <laughs> Fahoko. <laughs> that's right Braden Fahoko fan favorite on the show for you folks kevin sat down with the big man himself they talked i'm sure burgers and all kinds of uh, shit. It all was kinds awesome. Of stuff, all sorts of big Asked things. about the Urfa. It, it was it was a wild oh, one. Fantastic. Wow. Well, we get to learn a lot then and ask Bull fan, but let's start it off here at the top. I'm sure Kevin was prepping the uh the the uh the notes for us 
and had a bunch of different OCs because we were still going to be talking about could be this it was guy, a weird, could be like, that guy. It was a weird like triangle chart with like, you know, <laughs> but like the things Charlie connecting Day to other things. Trying yeah. to find yeah. solving Very much uh, that. crime. Yeah. 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 And it was, we're going to be like, well, we still don't know, but you know, yeah. whatever, whoever they pick, I mean, I'm sure we're going to love them or whatever. <laughs> Highlight, and, delete that. But segment. then it came out. And this was weird. In fact, I'm going to pull up my phone here because I want to I, I want to shout out my dad. Uh, my dad shot me a text. Papa Wooldog. Papa Wooldog. Papa Wooldog's happy. He's Papa, happy. We're, we're all happy pup. ecstatic. These Boise, Idaho guys over here. Um, apparently, he, he sent me an article uh, from Idaho News about Cowboys parting ways with offensive coordinator. This was yesterday that the Cowboys parted ways with Kellen Moore and I'm thinking okay Kellen Moore is in head coach talks right now like he's he's gonna there's like what five more head coaching positions open throughout the league that like no way this guy's gonna do a lateral move to the Chargers. as much as I'd love to have him yeah this guy's gonna be shooting for the moon he's going for the head coaching job and then all of a sudden it's like hey Chargers are gonna be talking to Kellen Moore it's like oh Oh, really? It's our first actual offensive coordinator we've interviewed, and <laughs> not a quarterback's coach. Yeah, not some like, you know, some alternate guy. Offensive assistant, you know, yeah. linebacker, water Quality boy, or control. anything like that. Like yeah. somebody that has actually done it before. And then today it drops. They didn't let the guy walk out the door. This was like another Brandon Staley esque situation of like, we interviewed him, we couldn't let him walk out without signing him and sure enough the chargers have signed kellen moore as the new offensive coordinator they have agreed to the terms and i cannot believe it like i am so happy with this and what's crazy about this is that he's almost kyle's age which is crazy he's 33 so remember when I, me 30, 34 34 remember when i said that i had a problem with somebody uh offensive coordinator being younger than <laughs> yeah. me what do you, I what do you disregard that i'm fine yeah, yeah, yeah. i love this this is awesome because at a certain point yeah we keep getting older dude <laughs> no one saw this shit coming because no he wasn't available like no. this wasn't like you don't normally see an offensive coordinator that goes into the playoffs become an offensive coordinator for another team. They're usually a head coach. So like this wasn't even on anybody's radar at all. And the fact that he did it is like, it's so obvious that he wants to win and he knows Justin Herbert can do that for him. He, that's the sense I get. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what you get, he gets criticism like crazy right now. And it's, it's, it's it's kind it's kind of crazy because he's, I think he's made Dak Prescott look a lot better than he is. Totally. You know, I, I think Dak Prescott's a bottom half of the league quarterback. Wow. And they've they've had the they've had a top four offense every year that he's been there. Over yeah, the course of that time, the only team with more points and more yards is the Kansas City Chiefs. And it's like so I, I heard I was listening, obviously, once this once this happened, I just searched YouTube with YouTube, Kellen Moore to the up. Chargers. YouTube. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to hear what everyone's takes were. There is some God awful takes of like, oh, he just benefits from the defense of the Cowboys being so good in short field. Like, do you, you like, do you even read the stat? How are you the number two yards right. offensive with the most yards if it's just because of good field position? Right. You know, like this just that's just such bad, quick, haven't thought about it takes. Um, all the people that I I trust, because 
their chart, most of them are ex Chargers, are all hyped up. Like Lorenzo Neal posted on his socials, yeah, how ecstatic he was about Ryan Leaf. More. Ryan, Ryan Leaf, Leaf went was off like, on it. Cowboys, you made a giant mistake, yeah, and I thank you for it because now the Chargers get to benefit from that terrible decision, yeah. So yeah, and, I don't, dude. And the guy that I hate so much, Skip Bayless, was like, Chargers are probably going to the Super Bowl next year. Is that what's that's what his isn't take Skip, was? Isn't Skip a a Cowboy fan too. Yeah, that's why he yeah. was like, I can't believe we let Kellen Moore go. He's the reason why we're. He's the only reason why this offense is the way it was. With Cooper Rush when he stepped in, he still played really well underneath yeah. Kellen Moore. And so ben like Defucci or whatever his name was, like yeah, those guys yeah. won like five out of seven games. Yeah. So the fact, like the fact that you know, you you hear a lot of people online talking about like that the last play against the 49ers with the sure. weird formation. Dude, that's a Mike that's, McCarthy play. That's instant instant like you don't know anything about him yet but that's what you've everyone's fed to you so look at a little more than that and when you see like the stats and all the stuff that he's got going on and what he did in four years started when he was 30 how old is he Four thirty four. 34 he's not done like he's no. not done getting better as a coach but like i said i i think when when adam texted us i was like this 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 kind of fits everything that we're looking for you need a young guy because Coach Staley is so young. You need a young guy to come in. I wanted a guy that's had experience calling offense, even if it wasn't Check. great, but yeah. like that has done it. Um, and this honestly, I don't, I don't know of a better fit. Frank Reich, everyone wanted him. Like one that would have never happened because he's a head coach, but also like that's weird. Him coming back to the Chargers, serving under a guy twenty years his junior. Yeah, it's like there's so many issues that could have popped up. That this is like, I think, a perfect fit. Um, and he's gonna be that guy for Justin. Also, I love the fact that he calls plays on the field. Yeah. He can actually go over and talk to Justin mid-game and like get dialogue, not having that be over the phone or out, like kind of excluded himself up in the box. There's just, I don't know. I I know that we are shamelessly positive and I'm we are homers. Um, but I really Big don't, time. I don't know of a better option. And I, I mean, it speaks to the speed at which this happened. He, he, so agreed, quickly. he agreed to part ways yesterday. Chargers. This was the top of the list. It had to be. It yeah. was borderline 24 hours. Yeah. We got an no. interview with him and hired him before, before, I mean, I woke up this morning. It felt it, well, like <laughs> it, what, what happened was Ian Rappaport said that basically he got permission to be hired. He came out Sunday night and interviewed with him and then he got let go or like right after that so he was basically five minutes of being fired to hired yeah wow. it was that much, it was that much time like that's wow. we clearly really got the guy we wanted you know yeah. like this was the top of the list it had to be yeah no this is it, it checks all the boxes a guy that has not just not just having experience but good yeah. numbers good playoff experience yeah. good yeah. production and uh and as a as a former idaho resident specifically boise and yeah. seeing this guy be the quarterback seeing this guy break a bunch of records i think he's still i might be yeah. wrong but he's still like the most winningest like quarterback in the 50 ncaa three. 53 rec 50 and wins three, three loss record yeah. come on yeah. like the He's guy was just a stud of a quarterback and yeah. went to go and I mean, went to go play with the Cowboys. He was a backup quarterback. And so I kind of kept an eye on him going like, man, I hope he gets a shot. But when you're behind Dak Prescott, there's just no way. And so they hired him from within as a quarterback coach and then moved his way up to offensive coordinator. And the guy's Quick. been awesome. Like in yeah. one year he went up to do yeah. that. So 
and, and it's just kind of crazy too. You look at it like it talking about how perfect this is. And he's also a former quarterback, so he's got That's that what perspective. I'm saying, yeah. So our our head coach and our offensive coordinator, former quarterbacks. You're basically surrounding Justin with former quarterbacks. Yeah. So I, I, I'm curious to see how one this of them is very go. successful in one the of college them years. Successful, and yeah. Justin yeah. was very successful in the college years, obviously. So, I mean, it's just it could not have worked out better. You couldn't have asked for a better fit. Um, Mike Garofalo tweeted out the Cowboys parting with Kellen Moore was truly mutual as he knew he could land somewhere else quickly. Very Jerry Jones quickly. realized Moore, a longtime coach and player in Dallas, wanted a fresh start and allowed him out of his contract. Moore now heads to the Chargers. So, which is, that's an interesting thought too. Like, people saying that like, hey man, they wanted to get rid of Moore or they, he needed to be the scapegoat. It's like, it sounds like it was pretty mutual. It sounds like yeah. he was like, you know what, I'm tired of this something bullshit <laughs> something going wrong over there yeah. in dallas and tired wanted... of dak prescott is probably what he was tired of maybe well, you look you look dak prescott to justin herbert that's a pretty big for an offensive coordinator in the nfl right now everything that you do is centered around that quarterback so mm -hmm. yeah i mean everyone's i've heard some criticism already of like the cowboy fans their biggest thing was that he his offense had so many like short to intermediate throws um you're also working with Dak Prescott. You're not working with Justin Herbert. You know, right, yeah. a good offensive coordinator is going to game plan to what he has. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm excited. Um, I think he's a young guy that has has already has history calling plays in big games, and he's only gonna get better. Yeah. Coaches don't just stop. Like you don't hit like a okay, I'm at my peak now. I I'm not gonna get any better as a coach. Right. This guy's only gonna continue to he's 34. Is that what you guys said? 34, baby. That's insane. Like, there's Coach Belichick's like 95. You know? like, <laughs> he's at least guy's, three Kellen Moore's. He's this a guy's spokesperson got like, for yeah. he's, has like 30 years of coaching football still under his like to go in front of him. Yeah. So, yeah, he's only well, that's what get I better. mean. Like, that's what seems so crazy to me. Like, again, the guy's been in talks to be a head coach and maybe that's the reason maybe it's because he's 34 and maybe a few more years offensive coordinating with yeah, maybe yeah. arguably he probably one of knows the best quarterbacks not, yeah he knows he's not ready for that that jump yet it's not just calling plays being the head coach of an organization which if that's the case then that's a very yeah. mature right observation to make about yeah. yourself if that is truly the reason and if it is i mean hey dude you're if you have how many years four years working with dak prescott and now who knows how long the contract's going to be with the chargers but yeah potentially years to come to work with Justin Herbert. Like you're right. going to come out the other end being a killer head coach. So yeah. um, great for him. Uh, Mina Kimes tweeted out since Moore became the offensive coordinator, of the Cowboys, uh, they've had the seventh highest average depth of target in the NFL, 8.3. Uh, I'm guessing average yards per attempt. Uh, yep. Suffice to say, that's pretty different from Lombardi. Um, yeah. Kellen Moore Cowboys scoring in 2022. They were fourth in scoring 28.1 points per game year before 2021 first in scoring. They were 31.2 points per game 2020 17th. And that's mainly due to Dak getting injured in 2020, 24.7 points per game. So even with an injured starting quarterback, you're still putting up 24.7 points per game. Yeah. 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 It's, it's yeah. It's crazy, dude. And what we what we need is a running game, right? Like we yeah. coach came out and said, I need a guy that's gonna overhaul this running game. And the Cowboys, if nothing else, they knew how to run the football. Run. Even now, with they an had aging a good offensive Zeke line. Elliott. Yeah, they had a good offensive line, but their scheme 
their play calling made Tony Pollard look like a pro bowler out of nowhere. Right. So yeah. imagine that, that play calling and that design with, with Austin Eckler, you know, it's just like the weapons that we have compared to the Cowboys. The Cowboys were a CD lamb who was good. Michael Gallup and Tony Pollard. Now you replace that with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. There's more firepower there. Big time. Yeah. Lots of weapons to work with. Uh, our, uh, Podcast host from another podcast, Stephen Haglund, tweeted out. <laughs> from uh, another mother. <laughs> Cowboys rankings in the red zone touchdown percentage and second half scoring under Kellen Moore in 2022. First and first. 2021, sixth and fourth. 2020, 29th and 19th again. That's the year that Dak only played five games. And 2019, 16th and fourth. I like the 2020. I like the 2022, the the first yeah. and red first zone and touchdown. Yeah. And He's these gotten the, better these are, every year. That this right here is the stat that Lombardi had the biggest problem with. It was red right. zone touchdowns and it's it was like, second right. half scoring. And he was the best in calling plays last year for those two specific things. That is a huge upgrade if you're just looking at the numbers. Yeah. And again, Which, you try I mean, to blame you try to blame the fact like his success on the Cowboys defense is just really good. That's great. You can have short fields. You still got to score. Like you, yeah. you get to the still red zone, you still have in, to yeah. be able to score. Get in the end And zone. he he's clearly been able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, Cowboys offense under offensive coordinator Kellen Moore in the last four seasons, twenty seven point seven points per game. That's second in the NFL. Uh, Three hundred ninety one total yards per game. Second in the NFL. 5.8 yards per play, fourth in the NFL, and third down percentage, 44.1, fourth in the NFL. So that's four seasons. That, those are the numbers. Yeah, that's of, not just yeah. one season. That's, that's a, a body of work. Average of he four seasons. Top yeah. five in all these with his body of work. Yeah. yeah. How the Cowboys let him go. I don't know what Mike McCarthy's thinking. I don't know why he thinks calling he'll be better at calling plays than what Kellen Moore will do, but I'm glad he does because it gives us the opportunity. Yeah, I heard a stat that Mike McCarthy in his last year with Aaron Rodgers, when he was calling plays, they had like the 16th overall offense with Aaron yeah. Rodgers in his prime. What are you going to do with Dak Prescott? <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. is a little different in his prime question mark. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, if it, all we have right now, the thing that sucks about all of this is now we're just going to have an entire offseason of months. just yeah. waiting. Well, I think waiting. This is going to be interesting, too, because the offense, the philosophy is going to change a little bit so that, you know, it's going to affect what players are on the roster, who who Absolutely. we want to keep yeah. um, and who, you know, we're going to find out pretty quick if we're going to be a power running team, what kind of offensive linemen, if possibly we go after we draft like it's going to we're going to get an inkling of what this offense could be based on who we let go and who we add. So right. I think it'll be kind of interesting to see what that how that develops. I think that's the only thing that's kind of exciting over the next three months until, you know, combine and all that shit kicks in. Underwear Olympics kicks in. Right. Yeah. When it comes to free agency, when it comes to the draft, when it comes to deciding who we keep and who we let go, everything offensively, you're going to have to know that Kellen Moore is going to have a, a say in almost all of that as far yeah. as what it is that who he wants to keep. And uh, it'll be it will be really fun and really exciting to see what happens. And, you know, prior to 
getting Kellen Moore, we knew that Justin Herbert wanted to have at least some kind of a say in who the offensive coordinator was going to be. Yeah. yeah. And uh, looking at uh, Kendall Motors, uh, <laughs> where if you've seen previously, there they, that was the same car company that put out the commercials with Justin Herbert sitting in the recliner, yeah. you know, oh, trying to yeah, make yeah. things easier, getting a haircut, stuff like that. Uh, apparently, they're coming out with what's called Spokesmasters, which includes uh, Justin Herbert, uh, Leighton Vander Esch from the Cowboys, and Kellen Moore. <laughs> well, this is <laughs> so odd. That I this don't so fully understand what you know this who else, is. You know who else is a free agent? Leighton Vander Esch. That Dude, if we can get Leighton Vander Esch, that would be he's amazing. He's a free agent as well. Oh, yeah. He's a Boise State guy, too. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> One of the best. So, yeah, um, yeah dude, I want to see. Dude, can you? Um, we okay. might have all the spokesmasters. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Leighton Vander Esch is one of like the only, I, if it has to be like the only like football player right now that wears that pad with the yeah, big freaking guard in school. the back. Yeah, it's scary. Come on. It's like, it's cool. I want to see a charger wearing one of those babies. And yeah. come on, Leighton. A powder blue one. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> big lightning bolt on it. <laughs> It's gonna be a custom job. They don't; those don't exist for the Chargers right now. They're gonna have to make that. That's special. fine. Hey, we spend the money. God dang it! It's <laughs> so funny because like we're talking about that, but we have no money left. No, I know. So they're gonna have to figure that shit out pretty quick. That'd be fun though. I like the idea. Yeah, I think Chargers right now are they upped the cap space to like two hundred twenty million, and yeah. Chargers are over that by like twenty million. So Still. it's gonna be. Interesting to see what uh, creative adjustments that they can make, because I know that they can restructure some contracts and try to get things better as far as making, you know, room for hiring guys like Leighton Van Der Esch, if that's yeah. a possibility. But um, yeah, the Kendall Spokesmasters, I, all I know is that it's on YouTube and it seems to be like a live reality something or other with it just looks hilarious. I don't even, I can't figure out how to describe this thing. Like, it's, yeah, it's kind of like the office. They're doing like an office right. kind of thing. With, but also like reality competition type thing. Yeah. There's like yeah. a competition with being like a spokesperson Who's for yeah, car like training. Yeah. yeah. Some kind of training. And the <laughs> fact that it has both Justin Herbert and Kellen Moore in it, I guess it shows that. Justin Herbert at least has some history with Kellen yeah, Moore. And so when they the probably called, you know, up, he, yeah, he had to say, it's like, what do you think about Kellen Moore? That's Love right. The guy. Spokesmaster. <laughs> oh, he's great. He's a spokesmaster. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. went shopping Iron. with him. He put his cart back. Put his cart back. Give him the job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trustworthy. So yeah, something to keep an eye on folks over at Kendall Motors. Keep an eye out for the spokesmasters because chances are we'll probably watch some of that stuff over it's, on our Patreon. It's actually Kendall Yes. Spokesmasters.com. Oh, there's a website. Okay. I was only yeah. looking at YouTube's Kendall Spokesmasters.com. Two L's. Spokesmasters. There's an S in there. It's a couple, <laughs> couple. S's. Yeah. Um, all right. I like to buy a valve. <laughs> Jeremy Fowler uh, tweeted out Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert has undergone surgery to repair a torn labrum in his left shoulder per the team expected to be uh -oh. cleared for off-season activities so justin herbert put a picture up on his instagram his instagram story saying surgery went great and now ready to attack this road to recovery he's not going to get the golf that he got in on last oh, offseason. i on didn't this. think about that mm, poor guy. that's the first that's thing i thought true. of he's wearing his golf hat in this picture like the nike golf hat and he's not going to be swinging shit <laughs> that if you look at his face that's a face of like I can't play golf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so 
Fuck. I'm so ready to attack this road to recovery. Yeah, but yeah. he's a that's a top <laughs> dude, man. Like non throwing oh, yeah. shoulder. So this isn't really like something you know. When you have that, it's not really going to affect your game all that much. I'm sure it hurts and is uncomfortable, but you know, people are like, why? Why was he even playing in these games? Like playoffs. He's, he's a and well, and the game, playoffs. the Denver game. That's the whole. Everyone wants to go to that. I get it. Um, oh, but he, that's when he, he got hurt. Yeah, uh, I think it was. Before I don't know that. if they indicated when the previous, he got hurt because he came I out. I remember with the he tape. popped up. I remember he popped up on the injury report with the shoulder. I just the don't previous remember week. which game. I think it was yeah. the previous week because he came out with okay. tape on his arm for that game. That's right. Yeah, I remember um, he had remember like the that. skin tone tape on his on his yeah. shoulder. So, um, but yeah, it's just kind of kind of a bummer. But he's also a tough sob in my opinion. Absolutely. It does make you think through like the third and shorts that we didn't QB sneak with. Though. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a good reason why we didn't see him diving, even though we know he's fully capable of doing it. We've seen him do it yeah. before. Uh, that would feel good on a torn labrum. No, I can't imagine. Feel better, Justin, please. Yeah, please feel better soon. Um, well, for those that uh, attended one of the championship games this uh, Sunday, might have seen Joey Bosa over in Philadelphia. Yeah, face, face palm, shakes head. Joey Bosa getting into it with some Philly fanatics over at uh, over at the game. He was wearing a 49ers jacket representing, you know, supporting his little you gotta, bro. You got to support the bro. I'm not mad about Absolutely. the 49ers gear. No, I'm know. not either. Um, but honestly, this feels like just how he handled this. Feels like an extension of what happened at the end of that game. I agree. Just I just feel like there's a little the bit handle. of a snowball here. Yeah. That needs I, to, some help. Mm -hmm. And he's drinking, looks like a Zima. So that's a separate conversation <laughs> a entirely. Um, we we don't know if it's a Zima. It could kinda, be a truly, could be a... Uh, okay, we'll say it's a truly, but that's still a conversation that needs to be had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he needs to like watch his Bud calorie Light, Looks like a Bud Light seltzer. Yeah, yeah, it could it's be a still seltzer a conversation that needs to be had, hey, Joey. Um, he's got to watch his intake. It's not the... Uh, <laughs> looks like a Zima. He's <laughs> got a Zima vibe. But... You don't. You can't do that, Joey. Yeah, and you, you know you don't do this. You can't. Yeah. You can't do this, and you can't fly off the handle at the end of a game. So I'm like seeing yeah. people saying, "Like, get rid of Joey." No, no we don't no, need to get no. rid of Joey. You just need to. You just need to get Joey some help. Yeah, get him some help. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe dude, he's, he's just not right he's, on the Zima. Maybe bad, he's well, more of dude, a beer guy. He missed a whole season hurt. Like, right. Well, that can have a serious impact on like your person, like, on the mental state, well, absolutely, and your mental yeah. state, and. Yeah, it's, it seems like he's just kind of angry right now. And right. Philadelphia fans are kind of like they the Raiders the of the NFC. The guy was an absolute asshole yeah, to him. Yeah, and the worst. It, it, it's hard to, especially with a guy, I'm sure I can only imagine a guy with an ego like Joey Bosa with as much money as Joey Bosa has, and you got some guy screaming in your face, telling you all the bad things that you've done. Yeah. Hope you can it's pay hard your to fines. turn away from that. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to turn away from something like that and just walk away. But you have to. But yeah. you have to, especially in a world where everybody's got a cell phone and a camera and hey. can record every instance of everything happening. If you want to wear the Shamelessly Positive podcast, if you want to look at the Shamelessly Positively, yes. he did this in 49ers gear, yeah. wasn't in Chargers gear. Oh, there you go. Right. So, there's some mistaken identity. So I, he does. He's it, confused. I think it's yeah. kind of like the Venom thing, where he's just not in the right. He just, uh, he's yeah, not yeah. right. It's just he's not something not right. He's wearing the wrong suit. Right. Yeah. He's got the wrong colors. Yeah. If he would have yeah, just yeah. worn some powder blue that day, we could have avoided this altogether. Yeah. Red doesn't look good on him either. That's all right. Uh, well, just does, be better, Joey. We love you, but just please be better. Yeah. And he if knows. you, he knows it, what he did. He knows. Yeah. 
I'm trying to segue here. If you want to be better, you can go on over to patreon.com slash charger chat to check out some of the fun stuff we have over there. Uh, We've got some funny videos posted and uh, some exclusive videos posted uh, over there. So you can check out patreon.com slash charger chat. And we've got to shout out the one person who signed up this last week. (laughs) Obviously, one of one of the favorites, (laughs) our favorite members. Yeah, it is none other. I, and I told her I'd do it with a big old smile. <laughs> Hillary Duggan. Mrs. Coach. <laughs> Mrs. Yay. Coach. Thanks, Hillary. Thanks, <laughs> thanks honey. Thanks, Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She supports you. She's a supporter, yes. We've, I mean, hey, She's man, a we, suitor. We've shouted out all of our parents uh, coming yeah. on a Patreon as well, so wives are no different. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like and, an allowance. They kind of like come on here and throw is, us some yes. allowance. So <laughs> thanks, thanks, in Hillary. In our 30s, yeah. Here's your allowance. Here's your $10 this month. Make it Thanks. count. Thanks, Aunt Hill. Make Don't spend last. it all in one, one <laughs> yeah, spot. That's right. Yeah. Don't just buy candy with it. Yeah. Um, and if uh, if you don't want to go to patreon.com slash chargerchat, that's all right. You can go on over to chargerchat.com. Check out all the fun stuff we got over there. T-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. You can chat it up with other Charger Chatteteers in the members section and ask questions in Ask Bold Fam. So go check out chargerchat.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right. Well, as promised, folks, it is time for 
the Bolt Insight with fan favorite, Nahaka Dancer himself, Thank Braden you, Fahoko. Mr. Fahoko. As soon as that clock starts, your ass is mine. When I met Justin Herbert, man, that dude is big as hell. You know, the goal is to just keep it rolling. Come in hype because we have a lot of things to be excited about. All right, guys, we are back with another Bolt Insight. And oh, my God, he's back. Mr. Fahoko, what's going on, Braden? My guys, appreciate you guys for having me on the chat. Once again, it's always a pleasure. I love it. It's our annual thing. It's after the season's over. Mm-hmm. We get you on and we get to catch up and we're excited because a lot of cool stuff happened this year and a lot of exciting Charger stuff. So um, let's kick it off. I want to get this out of the way first and then we'll get into the super fun stuff like okay. the playoff game. You know, mm-hmm. like how does it feel to be like as a fan just so going into halftime like holy yeah. shit, we're murdering we're killing everyone picks everywhere like everyone's mm-hmm. dominant and then just to see it kind of flip in the second half like as a fan it's hard but what is it like as a player to experience that um you know i i know the fans take it hard and um um for us you know don't get it wrong. We it, it's so much harder on us because you know we're playing it, we're living through it, we're seeing it in live in live time as it's happening, and it hurts more to us than you know you can imagine. Um, you know, for a game like that, right? You know, you go up twenty seven zero and and you give up a a cheap one, as I like to say, before touchdown because we had everything locked down, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. You can talk about play calling. You can talk about, you know, things we should have done, things we shouldn't have done. But, you know, momentum is very huge in the NFL. And if you had watched Jacksonville throughout the season um, from when they won seven or eight straight, you know, they're a team that they have older veterans on that team um, and they have really good leadership to where they've played games this year where they've came back and won when their season depended on it, you know, against Dallas, um, against uh the Titans before they played us, you know, you watch the Titans, they controlled that game for nearly three and a half quarters yeah. in the fourth quarter when, you know, that strip sack came, which I, I believe wasn't a strip sack. I thought that was a throw, mm-hmm. um, you know, it collapsed for them. And so, you know, credit to them. They're a good team, but you know, like I said, it's tough. It's tough to lose like that. And it's also, it's crazy that I say this, but it's also good because now with the young core we have on our team, Everybody learns from that, you know, and so moving forward, everybody kind of has that sour taste in their mouth about what happened. And, you know, you hope everybody learns from it. And that's the whole goal about adversity is, you know, with with pain becomes uh, uh, glory down the road and you have to go through these things to get to where you want to go. Totally. And a lot of the season, you know, a lot of our, our situation is we're coming back. We got to get back mm-hmm. into this game or it's like a battle until the end here. Mm-hmm. It's like we get up. And it's like, is there something to be said for like not having a lot of experience with like having a monster lead and then having that a few times during the year to know how to really lock that down? You know, when I look at our season this year, um, I look at a bunch of new guys coming together, uh, a second year head coach. Um, We had a lot of roster turnover this year, Um, you know, a bunch of new faces on defense. Um, the offense kind of remained the same, but I think I don't like to use an excuse, but, you know, having the injury bug this year really hurt us um, because there was no gel within our scheme, within the offense, within the defense. And when you're having to plug and play new guys and they have to understand their new roles, it's very tough, right? Because um, 
when you go from, for example, like a, a skill guy playing special teams all year to now I'm D tackle two or I'm linebacker three or I'm now wide receiver two. It's the pros. You have to be ready. But at the same time, you know, it's different because as a play caller, you're, you're used to calling plays for certain guys offensively and defensively. Now you have to adjust schematically. Now you have to adjust things. And, you know, that's part of the, the, the process of growing is understanding your depth of your team, understanding the guys you have and play, and coaching and calling calls to their strengths. And I think that's one thing the coaches did do a good job this year was adjusting on the fly. You know, the Arizona game, the Denver game, um, you know, even San Fran and KC, we lost those games. But if you look at our scheme that game, we call, we uh, our coaches coached good games. They coached to the guys we had and, and the scheme was built around, you know, whoever we had playing. And so I know the process is there. I know it works. And um, I think with continuity, you know, we can continue to grow our scheme, grow the players within the scheme and uh, and make a run for it again next year. I love it. Yeah. And it just seems like each year with Staley, it's like we're there's stepping stones like, yeah, we're, we're improving each year. So that's mm-hmm. that's huge positive. And we love to see that. And for sure, something with, you know, to continue about the playoffs. But one of the things that got me so hyped and made me so proud as a fan was when you guys were about to take off and all the Charger fans showed off to say goodbye. Yeah. We saw you riding on the golf cart. Like, <laughs> you've been with the team now for a hot minute, you know, seeing mm-hmm. this kind of fan base and how we're growing and the excitement for you guys. What is it like to have that kind of support, you know, from um, from the fans? It's awesome because, you know, we get to see them during training camp. Um, we see them during the games and stuff. And, you know, I'm always interacting with them on Twitter. Uh, but to wake up like that and and to know that, you know, one of our PR ladies was was telling us, telling me before I got out there, she's like, you know, they've been out here since 5 a.m., you know, waiting for you guys. And some true San Diego fans, you know, drove up. And yeah. it's so good to see that because, you know, as players, right, you get so locked in on the moment, like, oh, I got to stay locked in. Are we going to gain tomorrow? But for me, the reason I took time to go and see them was because I know the dedication. Um, we haven't been to the playoffs since 2018. You know, for my rookie class, 2020, that was the first time we've been to the playoffs in three years. Mm-hmm. And it was so awesome that there was fans out there that that really believe in us, you know. And, and there's going to be the fans that, you know, they're going to be mad after we lose a game. And and rightfully so, you know, it's very emotional. It's an emotional game, and that's what makes it so good. But, you know, Kev, like seeing the, all those people out there, I got to see a, a guy hold his newborn baby to me and um, older fans, younger fans, you know, all over the place. Um, it was very awesome. And, and I'm all, I'm always going to take time to see them because, you know, fans make it so special. You know, that's what makes our game so, so fun and, and so emotional to play. Well, and you're one of the best at that. And I think it's so cool because you've become a Charger favorite and you're on like <laughs> all the social media stuff. Like we get like, you know, you're on the interviews, you get like mm-hmm. segments, you're riding with uh, um, in the back of the, the Be- Beamer. Is that where you guys were? The, was, yeah, with, with, with Chase. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Like so you're doing fun. all this fun stuff. I am very interested to know about mm-hmm. the mic'd up stuff because i loved your mic stuff it was amazing <laughs> but like <laughs> playing a game like football where mm-hmm. you don't always know what you're saying when you're in the heat of the moment yeah. what's it like to be mic'd up and when you're done with it you're like oh shit like what did i say <laughs> like what's the energy like when you're mic'd so, up? so so the golden rule about being mic'd up in the nfl is whenever you are you have to let everybody know you have a hot mic okay um 
And most of the time, you do a pretty good job of warning everybody. And then someone says something, and then I'm like, yo, I have a hot mic. And he's like, you didn't, you know, but they forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, things fly. But in those heat of the moments in the game, like where you like kind of forget, um, it's all cool because, you know, you just go to the producers after the game, like, hey, you know, so-and-so is part of the, make sure you cut that out. Got and it. so they're, they're really good about that. They, they want you to be as normal as possible. You know, don't change who you are because you're mic'd up. You don't have to, you know, watch what you say. Like, hey, play how you want to play. Don't let, don't let being mic'd up, you know, hold you back or thinking about what you have to say or, you know, protecting what you have to, you know, produce on camera, just be yourself. And so that's super good. And it's super fun because I've never experienced it. So this year in preseason and then playing the Rams again, late season. Yeah. Uh, but it's fun, man. You know, it's fun that's to cool. see, you know, how cool it is. And, you know, one thing about me was I remember when we played Denver uh, the week after we played the Rams and um, Mike Purcell comes up to me and he was like, man, what's up, big time? You know, I was watching your mic'd up last week, man. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden they start micing you up. Now you start making plays. I'm like, hey, Mike, relax, man. You know, and <laughs> it, it, it's one thing. It's cool because, you know, you kind of get to see another side of players during the game that, you know, fans don't get to see from watching from the stands or, or watching at home, at home on TV. Gotcha. That's so awesome. And then also like the, the thing the fans get, which is so amazing is the, the all in stuff. So like, what, what's it like? Have, are they like very low key around you guys? Cause I know the hard knocks mm -hmm. from everything we've heard is like yeah. in your face, the guys can't wait for that crew to leave. Like, what's it like having the all in crew kind of doing their thing around you guys? So it's very similar to hard knocks, right? There's cameras set up around certain parts of the facilities, the meeting rooms, um, you know, inside the team meeting room 10, there's always a, a big camera on the field that catches everything from practice and walk through. Um, but they're very low key about it. Hard knocks was like mic stand yeah, <laughs> right like above in your you. Face. <laughs> um, you know, 4K camera as you're walking out. So you know, they like to make it known that that we're here, we're there. But you know, the all-in series is really cool. And I've got to watch snippets of it, you know, because it's so it's such a long season, like there's a lot of things you want to do, a lot of things you want to get done. And so now I've gotten to really sit down and watch the all-in series and I love it. It's, it's intense. It's emotional. Um, it's raw. You know, they address things that people don't want to speak about. Like for example, our run defense, right. Um, changing the narrative, you know, one of that episode alone really tied me in because team production when it goes out to the public, some teams like to protect themselves and always talk about the good. Um, but I love how the Chargers really produced that episode. Everybody knew we struggled on run defense early in the year through midway. And when you talk about changing the narrative, I love how they use our weaknesses and build it up and build upon that uh, for those like four game win streak. We went on playing, you know, from San Fran on and how we played better. I love that the fans get to see our struggles and they get to see our triumphs. You know, the, the process is not always good. And I think it's good that you show the public, you show the media, you show the fans that, that, Hey, not everything comes overnight and Hey, let's put it into this series and let's, you know, let it produce and let it have a movie of its own. So I think it's really cool that the Chargers have done that. Um, I've drawn into it more as I've watched it and I'm looking forward to even Maybe hopefully getting on it one of these days. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like uh, next season, I am pulling hard for a Braden specific kind of how they did Asante. Like, let's yeah. go. Let's go hang out with the That's village. Cool. Let's go do the whole yeah. thing. You know what It'd I mean? It'd be fun. It'd be I, really fun. 
I would love that. So, and clearly you're, you know, <laughs> are you, you're going to be doing some kind of broadcast or something when you're done. Cause you're so good on camera that that's like a, a easy given. That's a, that's going to be a thing. Yeah. I, I think for me, like I, I, I've always growing up. I've always wanted to be on ESPN. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to talk about sports after I was done playing sports um, because it's my passion. You know, football is my passion. I love watching basketball. I love watching baseball. You know, I'm a sports lunatic, you know, when it comes to things. And, and I think this is why me and Coach Staley get along is because we just we understand like how important sports is to our world. We know that it brings people together um, and. You know, we talk about basketball. We talk about, you know, baseball all the time. And me and him, we're going back and forth about who we like, who we don't like in, in basketball and uh, why Michael Jordan's the best versus LeBron James and Kobe yeah. Bryant. You know, we go at it all the time. Uh, but going back to, you know, the broadcasting, you know, field, I, I would ideally love to go on TV, but I want to use a platform that allows me to be me. Um not hating or anything, but you know, there was a certain analyst on FS1 this year that oh, I know exactly that, what you're that, talking about. <laughs> that that threw a lot of shade. And and yeah. part of me at first was like, oh, you know, this is for clicks and this is for likes and this is for you know growth and in, in, in what they do on their platform. But as the season went on, it just got more emotional and emotional. And when I saw that person do that, I told myself, I said, you know what? I would love to be on TV. Yeah, I would love to get a nice paycheck for this, but I'm not going to sacrifice what I intentionally believe in for money. Sure. When I get on media one day, when I get on TV one day, I want to be able to say what I want to say and not tell and not have producers tell me, "Hey, I want you to start pushing this out so yeah. that we can that's not what I believe in. I'm going to always talk about what I believe in and what I'm true to and that's going to sell. People always going to respect you more for being real versus producing something you don't really believe in. 100%. Well, if that's the case, we should just make your Twitter feed a show because I'd watch that all day long. For sure. So For much, sure. So much fun, dude. Um, well, and I wanted to ask, you know, like the, you know, you, the perseverance you had this year, because in all honesty, I thought when after last year, you were going to come in, you were going to be like immediately in the rotation, like going mm -hmm. hard day one, playing the whole season. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the case to start. But yeah. by the end, you were absolutely so dominant on this defense and so mm -hmm. much fun to watch and just seeing just your your attitude never change on social media and all the interviews like what was it like for you to do that and then be you know kind of winning in this sense of like getting on yeah. the field and being as good as you were at the end of the year yeah so you know I've, I've grown to understand and i forgot somebody was asking me about it on twitter right um you know i had tweeted about uh, my thoughts on the coaching noise, um, which is very uncharacteristic. You know, you, you never want to buy into um, kind of the hype on Twitter if, you know, coaching hot seats and stuff like that. But I wanted to speak up because I believe in it. Like I said, um, you know, and I talked about what I think should happen and, and um, I'm a huge believer in continuity uh, for just how we talked about earlier, you know, same scheme, building the depth around these starters and all that kind of stuff. And I felt like we're moving in that right direction. Well, I said, after somebody had tweeted, it was like, you know, it's crazy that you still, you know, defend them after, you know, the, the things they've done, the transactions you've gone through. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I've grown to realize as not just a player, but a man that you can't control the things that, you know, happen to you. I know my, I know my circumstances. I know how this business works. I'm an undrafted guy. I came on the COVID year. 
I'm always having to rewrite the narrative about me every year. And it's going to be like that for the rest of my career. Um, but if you have your attitude set on things that you can't control, it's not going to make you a better person. I've learned to grow in this process and it's made me not just a better athlete, but a better man. And I knew I was going to get a shot, right? The NFL works like this. You know, you always have to be ready. You know, it's, it's one of those things that when it happens to you, you can either pout about it or you can come back to work the next day and just work your ass off. And fortunately for me, fortunately for me, um, I was blessed to, you know, be pushed into a starting role um, when I had the chance and, you know, you take it and you run with it. And, and that's why you rewrite those narratives like that all in episode. You know, you show them that you can be a star in this league. You show that you can make plays consistently every week. You show that you can be an anchor in the middle. And I'm thankful that everything worked out the way it did because it also sets up building blocks for my future in this NFL. Yeah, absolutely. And and kind of going on that, like, you know, th- something came out recently with all the designations of where all the players are and where they are, if they're going to be with the team and their, the free mm-hmm. agency and like, there's the one it's the de- designation you have right now the urfa the you know exclusive <laughs> uh, rights it's just such, like that seems like mm-hmm. the biggest shafting of like yeah. uh the designation so obviously that's probably a good likelihood you're back with the team but you're not mm-hmm. going to get the contract yet mm-hmm. so what what is that motivation like for like what are your goals for the season and what do you want to see happen this upcoming yeah year? you know I, I'm very fortunate to be playing a sport that I love and I'm very blessed that, you know, it pays us well. Um, one thing I've always told myself was I'm never going to do it for the money. I'm always going to do it for the love of the game. And that's why even if you see us, you know, losing against San Francisco or, you know, losing against Denver in the third or fourth quarter, I'm still going to play my heart out because I, I just, I love playing football. You know, I love coming to work every day. Even though there's some days where it's like, oh man, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. But 90, 95% of, of people, you know, in, in America, in the world, they don't get to do the job they want to do. You know, I I have the opportunity and I'm very blessed to be in the position I am to play football for a, for a living, you know, make a living off of it. And yeah, you know, I could be like, oh, I deserve this money, so-and-so, or, you know, this guy's getting paid this, why am I not getting paid that? But it's not about that. You have to remember why you started playing. And if all that stuff comes good, if it doesn't, so be. I still make a really good living. I get to support my family. You know, I get to support my fiance, you know, and, and along the way, bless people's lives. And, you know, I'm very fortunate I'm in the position I am. Well, and that it shows in your play and it shows that's why you're such a fan favorite, dude. It's just like you can't fake that. Like that just comes out in everything you yeah. do. So thank you for that. And I appreciate what, you. Kim. One of the things that <laughs> Kyle, my brother, does every episode, he did it once the streak started. We do like a, a bolt prediction at the end of the game, like what uh-huh. the score is going to be and what a player is going to do. He, for the whole streak of winning, he had uh, 45 to 10, we were going to win and we were getting a Fahoko sack dance. So, <laughs> and it was consistent the whole season. It was so, cons- thank you. God, next season, dude. I the and we built it up with the people listening to the show. Like they are cannot wait to see what this see sack dance is. So, when, when are we uh, getting the sack dance, bro? When is that going to happen? I'm, you know, I'm trying. It. It's so. I, I need people to understand that it's so <laughs> to to get a sack on first or second down. Yeah. Um, as a no tackle, it's so tough, and that's why you see the elite ones. You know, they get paid a lot of money because you know they're able to do it, and that's the level I'm trying to get to. Uh, but as a young nose tackle in the NFL, my role 
personally, I felt like this year was to make sure they don't run the ball first and second down. Yeah. And so I'm always protecting against that factor of our defense versus uh, I'm going to freestyle it and I'm just get off for the it. ball. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because if you do that and, you know, you get gapped or had it out your gap and all of a sudden they hit it up the A gap. Now, Jay Rogers is, is waving you off to the sideline. <laughs> I'm going to take you know, a break. Hey, come sit over here for the quarter. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and so understanding my role as a nose tackle, allowing us to get to third and long situations, that's what I took pride in this year. I took pride in getting Morgan in a pass rush situation, getting Kyle in a pass rush situation, Joey, Khalil. And then, you know, next year when, you know, my role continues to grow and develop, I'll have my chances to be, hey, you know what? It's third down. Brayden, get out there. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then that's where that's where you grow in your game, you know. That's where you grow in understanding what you do good, what you do best. Yeah, I want to get a lot of sacks. Um, but that's not my role. My goal is to make sure I anchor down the middle of our defense and make sure nobody runs in between the tackles. Well, when it happens, we'll have party pop ready. We're gonna be celebrating oh, yeah. so hard, bro. So. It'll come. It'll come. The, the D line, the D lines had a had a big influence on on you know designing my sack dance. So I know everybody's gonna love it once I do it. Everybody's waiting for it to happen. I love it. So all right, man. Well, let's let's get you out of here on this. It's another ridiculous question from us. I think last time okay. we asked, like, how many Raider fans could you and your family beat up? So this is this might hit a little close to home, so I just want okay. to make sure. I, you know, let's see what happens. Okay. Would you rather be the new spokesperson for In and Out, or be mm. completely blocked on Twitter, deleted? Your your account is deleted. You cannot use Twitter anymore. Man. Oh, man. how long is this is this job uh, opportunity with In and Out? It feels like they're really invested in you. Probably a two or three year deal. It's a lot of work. You got to go to a lot of In and Outs, eat a lot of double doubles. So, I, so I have to eat the double doubles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's in the contract for sure. <sighs> how long am I blocked on Twitter for? <laughs> uh, we'll say we'll say six months. I'll take the six month ban. All right, all right. <laughs> Twitter it is. All right, cool. Yeah, the water burger's legit though. I'm not gonna I'm I'm kind of on board with you. I just grew up in San Diego, so like uh-huh. you're, in, you're and out was, in and out is the staple, man. It is what it was, dude. It's the I, uh, animal we, style. We came we came home the other day. My fiance, you know, I saw In and Out Cup on the uh on the counter. I was like, You asked me in and out. She's like, Yeah, I love their double doubles. I said, Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now it's at home. It's that's rough. Go. That's rough. So all right, Brendan. Well, man, we really appreciate your time, dude. It was so awesome chatting with you. And uh, hopefully we can do it again soon. And good luck in the uh, offseason and getting ready for next year. We're really excited to watch you play again, my friend. Appreciate you, Kev. Thank you, man. So everybody, I said hello. I said my love. Will do, brother. Wow, Braden. That is, th- this was so fun, dude. Yeah. What a what a great, what a, first of all, Kevin, great interview. But all, good oh, job. Stop. 75 of those bad Thank boys you. under your belt. You, you figured it out. Man. Yeah. You finally, you cracked the code, buddy. You're in. It was the 75th um, uh, Bolt Insight. It's my anniversary. That is so cool, dude. And dude, Braden, that having you on is such a great, number one, a great insight into He's, everything behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah, like he is right. so candid about every aspect of it, including the mic'd up and, you know, yeah. catching people hot and then, uh, uh, the the hard knocks. What a great insight too. Like y- that's another great perspective to go. Like, hey man, you're the one that's on this hard knocks. Like, what do you right. think about this? Like, what do you yeah. think about everything? And the fact that yeah, dude, like it's real. 
They're not just going like, hey, we're the best. Woo woo. It's, hey, man, we've got a we got an issue here and we need to take a look at it. How are we going to how are yeah. we going to address this? And uh, that is so cool, dude. What a what a great guy. And I'm just so glad that he's going to be a charger next year. I'll think yeah. I just everything goes according. I just want to see yeah. him play more. I want to see like a full season. With I him want him to have that so third good down opportunity, man. Yeah. Jay yeah. Rogers. Come on. Come on. Give Let him a him, shot. Give him a Throw chance, him a bone. coach. Freaking bone. I love it. Well, Brayden, enjoy your six-month uh, Twitter ban, but uh, thank you <laughs> yeah. for coming on uh, and chatting with my man, Kev. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate that, dude. That was just so much fun. Awesome. So good. I'm still going to keep predicting your sack dance until it happens, by the way. 45-10. It's fine. 45-10 in a sack dance. Makes it easier for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, folks, time to go on to the next segment. It is Fan Focus. Another Kevin Duggan supreme interview with none other than Jeremy. Jeremy. All right, guys, we're back with another fan focus, and we are super excited to welcome Jeremy from Costa Mesa. What's up, Jeremy? Yeah. What's up, Kevin? I'm so Dude. excited to be on Charger Chat. I'm so pumped to have you. And I want to tell everyone, you were originally scheduled after the Jacksonville game. And I got like, you're like, are you ready to go? I'm like, dude, I can't, I'm, I can't do it. I'm so no sorry. To go. So I'm so thankful for coming back and, you know, re rescheduling. Cause I was, a, yeah. I was just a whiny baby and no one wanted to see that. Well, we scheduled this like in November. And when you put the date, it was January um, 26 or what's the taste? The 30th. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whatever the day I, I knew, I'm like, okay, I know we're going to playoffs, even though I think yeah. we were like, five and five or whatever we were like 500 I'm like okay I, I know we're gonna go playoffs and that's gonna be a good one because i'm gonna be like first yeah. playoff win yeah and then um as they just started losing i was like oh no it's not gonna be a good one <laughs> <laughs> well the first but, half it was a good one and then it kind of fell from there yeah. but you knew uh, i knew it's gonna be yeah i was like oh no uh hopefully kevin and i have something to talk about and then when you we reschedule it but you know that'd be better for both of us let's just do that and we got some news today we'll talk about that a little bit yeah. exciting stuff so before we get any of that going we got to find out man how did you become a charger fan all right my great-grandmother mamo uh nice you know mamo she uh she always had Charger uh, and Padres going on in her house all the time. And you would see uh, the bobbleheads. You would see the Tony Gwynns, you know, and then you'd see the Junior Seals. You would see the, um, the the Dan Fouts and everything. So it was kind of like I grew up in it. You know, you go to the bathroom and the radio's on. It's always like, you know, the Padres are playing or the Charger game's on. And I didn't really like, you know, I'm just surrounded by it. My dad was a diehard fan and uh, my grandmother was a diehard fan. So I'd say I'm fourth generation. I'm in my son's room. Actually, this is my son. He's 11. Nice. This is his room. Hard. Oh my, I love it. I had to be like, dude, I need like a background. He goes, you use my room. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Sweet bro, thanks man. That's so awesome. The child's room, this is my 11 year old room. So he's a fifth generation. And then my daughter, uh, she's also, she's like, I'm a fifth generation too. So uh, it goes way back there. Um, and then it wasn't until my dad took me to my first game at uh, Qualcomm. I guess it was Qualcomm at the time. It was in 2001, I want to say. Dan, uh, Doug Flutie was our quarterback. Yeah. And I was like, this is kind of fun. The energy was great. Um, I didn't really understand how football worked. I was a swimmer my whole life. So I'm like, okay, well, oh, that's a first down. Oh, it's only that far. Oh, oh they got it passed. Okay, cool. Now I'm into this, you know? Yeah. And Getting into it um, was really fun. And my dad would take my brother and I to every uh, Charger Bronco game. Okay. Because my brother, we have family in Denver, so he became a Bronco fan. He's like, I want to be a John Elway 
Bronco fan. So there's a little division in the family. Gotcha. There's always seems to be, there's gotta be one of those. There's gotta be something there. It makes it fun though. Like yeah. I was thinking about it the other day when the Chargers and the Broncos were playing, like it'd be weird if he was a Charger fan. Like, yeah. It'd be too easy. It'd be too nice. <laughs> yeah. Cause now I get to like ruffle him up and my dad, we get to like, I have pictures of us at the Charger Bronco game. Uh, when they came in last, when we had that crazy, like overtime game, but yeah, there's both of us like choking each other. It was fun. But anyways, That's awesome. yeah. So that I became, um, excited about that, um, early on like 2001. And then yeah, every year was just a charger game, charger game, charger game. Finally, two years ago, my dad's like, let's get season tickets. Let's get four of them. I'm like, great, let's do it. And so we get to go to SoFi now every year and the rest is history. So I love it, dude. 20, 20 plus year. You're a 20 year. You got to get like the, the patch. We got to have a 20 plus year patch or something. We do. I know, you know what I mean? the fans. I know we need something like that. I got, yeah. um, I got like the anniversary patches all over some of my jerseys, but I need like, yeah, I need a fan one, you know, that's awesome. Well, and we were talking about a little bit beforehand, you know, being in Costa Mesa, you are right next to like the training mm-hmm. facility. And I'm, I'm sure you see, you know, close to like the new building they're putting up for the training. So what is it like being a charger fan and being like right next to where they practice and are around all the time? Yeah. So being a Charger fan when they were in San Diego, I always thought to myself, oh man, they're they're kind of, they're close. They're the home team uh, still. This is before uh, the Rams were LA. They were St. Louis at the time. Yeah. I was like, dang, they're so close, but I wish they were closer. And then uh, when they announced they were coming to LA, you know, it was a lot of like, oh no, you know, San Diego forever, baby. And they're like, but they're going to practice at Costa Mesa High School. I'm like, oh, really? No. <laughs> that, was, that was a quick turnaround for you. They're right there. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, I'm a teacher at, uh, it's called Newport Mesa, but it's Costa Mesa, Newport Beach uh, school district. And so oh. our trainings are at Costa Mesa High School during the summertime before school starts. So I'll be on my break and I'll just be sitting there drinking coffee with my teacher friends out the windows, Justin Herbert, throwing to Keenan Allen during one of their like non um, oh fan days, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, where am I, man? <laughs> and the wow. teacher's like, are you going to come sit down and learn about teaching? I'm like, I'll be right there. Hold on. I'm learning about how my, good my quarterback is right now. Yeah, yeah don't don't bother me. I kind of walk over and kind of like, you know, test the area. And they have security guard. They're like, oh, he's a teacher. He's fine. I got my badge on. <laughs> nice. And um, I, I became a little like obsessive. My wife goes, she's a teacher too. She goes, where were you during the training? I go, well, where do you think I was? Where Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, that's where I'm going to be. I'm going to be watching them. That's awesome. I know how to do this teacher thing. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And right now I teach in Newport Beach, but on my way home, I have to uh, pass the facility around like uh, three o'clock is when I get off. And so that's usually when they're doing their media or they're wrapping up. And so you'll see them practice sometimes when you're driving by. There's a big gate or the big fence where you can't see them, but you'll see the the goalpost, and sometimes you'll see a ball go through the goalpost. Like, <laughs> nice. Oh, oh nice. Dicker the kicker doing some work. Yeah, I'll be listening to Charger Chat, too. I listen to Charger Chat on my way home, and I'm always, like, super stoked. I'm laughing. You guys are so funny. And then um, I'll be parked kind of – there's a coffee shop, and people who've been there, they know this. There's a coffee shop, and you can park kind of like you're going to get coffee. Yeah. And you can sit there and drink coffee. And I've held the door for Corey Lindsley before. Uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, here no you go. Way. I've seen like players come in and you just kind of like drink your coffee and like, okay, do I like say hi to him or no? 
Um, but oh, but, dude, you got to get a helmet and just be ready with a, okay, with a sharpie, yeah. dude. This is my helmet right here. I need to get like this. Oh, guy hell yeah. And like get him like, hey, can you just like here sign this real quick? You don't even have to say anything. Just offer the helmet and the pen. And you don't even have to yeah, say anything. They know what to do. True. Yeah, true. they're pros. Oh I know. I'm a little nervous about that stuff, but um, yeah, me too. I, I feel like such a geek, like total like fanboy. Sometimes it's ridiculous. But yeah, living in Costa Mesa, you get you get the privilege of like seeing them around more. There was a time I was in bed. It was eight o'clock in the morning. It's a Saturday morning. I'm just like, oh yeah. And I look at uh, I'm on Instagram. And I'm looking, it says, uh, Austin Eckler is like, I'm going to be at UFC's gym signing for an half hour. Anyone wants to come get something signed or say hi, I'll be there at 8.30. I'm like, oh, babe, I'm going to get some donuts and I'll be right back. So I go get <laughs> donuts. Does. I said, I get some pictures of Austin Eckler. We talk about the games. He's like, what's your favorite game? I go, dude, your game at uh, the Pittsburgh game last year. You yeah. scored four touchdowns. He goes, thanks, man. Hopefully you come to more games. I'm like, are we like friends now? Like, <laughs> like are we oh, buddies? I love it. I love and it. He's the nicest guy. And then um, another story, my wife and I, uh, we're having a baby. So we're, uh, that's my our announcement. Oh, congrats, dude. That's awesome. So we're in like doing the hospital stuff at Hogue and that's where they get sponsored. Yeah. And um, I'm looking at the report. I think it's on like a Wednesday or a Thursday. I'm like, dude, Sebastian Joseph Day has an ankle injury. I'm like, when did that happen? It was like after the Denver game. Yeah. And uh, he walks right up to me. I'm like, <gasps> and he's like checking in. He goes, yeah, can I get some x-rays? I'm like, oh my God, babe, that's Sebastian Joseph. Damn, I just told you that's him. No <laughs> way. Like, really? It was crazy. He just walked in, got his little imaging done. And then I'm just like, dude, where are we right now? We live in like, Charterman, you know? You get like getting ready for a baby with the appointment. You see chargers. You're getting coffee. You see chargers. There's chargers everywhere, dude. I'm so I jealous. I wish there was. I know. I wish there was more. Sometimes, you know, I'd be out in public going, okay, are they going to be here? You know? <laughs> yeah, you got to keep your eye, head on a swivel. You never know where the charger is going to pop up. You never know. I think Justin Herbert's too uh, busy studying his playbook. Like, I yeah. never, never see him out there and yeah. talk about anything like that. Oh, that's that's awesome, man! And congratulations on the on the new addition, dude. That's so exciting, yeah, man. We're thank pumped you. for it. We're excited. We're like, um, we're stoked. So it was um, it was a long time trying, but we're like, this is it. We got it. We're good. I'm so happy for you guys. That's awesome. Yeah, another char so another much. charger, baby, man. Another next keep another generation five coming. Let's go. I know my. Uh, we got some onesies already for her. Uh, we got a. Oh, I got a Justin Herbert jersey for her. Yeah, she's good. She's ready. She's set up, ready to go for next season. I love it. Um, well, speaking of next season, we just found out some news. We have yeah. a new, a brand spanking new offensive coordinator, Kellen yes. Moore from the Cowboys. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? Like, he literally, I heard that there was news that he was available for five minutes. Yeah. As soon as they let him go, and then he was like hired by the Chargers. So He's what are your thoughts, thoughts on that? I think when I was looking at um, all the candidates, I was thinking, okay, they're all quarterback quarterback coaches. They're all, uh, they don't have really any OC experience. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, it'd be cool to get somebody who's been there for a while. Who's still like young, you know? And I know there's a couple, I think Joe Brady, I think was one of them that was, yeah. had like, you know, 10 years under his belt. And then um, when we hired Kellen and I was like, oh dang, oh, he's got four years with the Cowboys, man. He's got, you know, he's got a lot of uh, background. Then that video with him and Justin, yeah. Uh, oh, they know each other. Yeah, they're best <laughs> they're friends. Like, they're no, they don't have to like meet each other and get to know each other. They like already have a little like connection. So I felt really good about it. I was really stoked. 
Yeah, it's exciting. Well, like the fact that he's had a top, basically top 10 offense this whole time. And yeah. where, and it's weird that you don't usually get an offensive coordinator from a team that went to the playoffs. Usually those are become head coaches or something else, not right. shifting to another team as an offensive coordinator. So I just, right. no one had him on the radar. He just kind of popped up and was like, okay, well, we'll take him. We'll have one of those. Yeah. That was, um, it, it was cool. I was at work and uh, a couple of, I have a Jackson Jacksonville Jaguar fan that I oh, eat lunch with. So. Can't imagine what that was we, like. Uh, shout out to Katie. She's going to watch this, but Hi, she Katie. had to wear her little Jacksonville Jaguar shirt. She's like, oh, look at this. I'm like, get that out of my face. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, got yeah. it. I was like, yes. They're like, what happened? I'm like, dude, we got our new OC. We're good. And he looks great. So I was stoked. And everyone That's knew awesome. it. So I'm excited. No, it's cool. And we'll see. Staley's like, he, each year he'll bring on new people and he gets better in, in all the, yeah. all the respective positions. So I, I have nothing but trust in him. So I'm excited for that. And let's, yeah. let's get you out of here on this brother. Like, what are you most looking forward to this off season? And, and kind of the, you know, we're back in like the dog days of being a charger fan where there's not a lot going on. They're like, we just got a whole bunch of news and it's going to be a little lull. What's like the next round of exciting news or the, you know, the next part of our schedule you're looking forward to. Yeah, you know, it's funny because last year, I think I, even though we lost the Raiders, I was very, I was on this high. I was, I was still on this charger high. I'm like, dude, that was an awesome comeback. Justin Herbert, uh, you got Mike Williams in the end zone catching those ridiculous catches. You got Josh Palmer catching that ridiculous catch. But I know, even though the loss hurt, it was like, I was pumped. This year, I was like, okay, this still, st- still stings a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm getting over it, but I think I'm most, um, excited to see now that Brandon has his, you know, his OC in line and I don't know what's going on behind the scenes and I, I'll never know what happens behind the scenes. That's why I don't, I'm not very vocal with, you know, fire him, fire him. I'm very yeah. like, you know, it's same. It's I, I pass by the headquarters every day and I'm always like, what's going on in there? What's the, <laughs> what's the atmosphere? It's different than what we think it is, but yeah. I'm excited to see what uh, all these new coaches come on and I, the excitement um, I'm kind of nervous about the the cap, the salary or the the money. How I, much we can want, spend? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a little rougher this year. I don't want people to leave. I wish we could have Kyle Van Noy still. I wish we could still have um, a lot of those players we picked up last year. You know, yeah. but I, I trust the Chargers. You know, you always every offseason you have to trust them. You have to trust that they're going to make the rest the best uh, moves. Tom Telesco is going to make some good moves, and especially after seeing what he did last year. I have some trust that we're going to do good and we're going to get uh, a Super Bowl team next year. I love it. I'm all about, and I can't let you go without you're a 20 plus year charger fan. I can't, we'll go out on this. What is your best, biggest charger memory? Oh, um, you know, it's a sad one, but it's, it's one where I went to the two, uh, 20, no, 2006 playoff game when we were 14 and two. Yeah. Uh, Marty Schottenheimer was our uh, coach and, you know, LT was kicking ass and it was awesome. And uh, we went and they lost and it was a memory. Cause I always tell my kids this, I'm like, yeah, I have to walk up that Hill. And you guys all know the Hill, those welcome yeah. stadium, Jack Murphy Hill. There was a, we were too cheap to park in the parking lot. So we always parked in the re- residential area. Yeah. And it was just that long walk in the rain. I remember it started raining. I was like, this is so <laughs> oh, I can't get any worse than that. It's raining on you. I know that was like a charger memory. And then my best memory of course was, um, I had my kid, he was, uh, he's 11 now, but he was four years old. He loved football. And, uh, I had him on my shoulders and Joey Bosa is signing all these, pay- all these balls. And he walks up to us and he looks at Ethan, my son, he just goes like this. 
and Ethan throws him the ball. He signs it. He throws it back and he catches it. And I'm like, <laughs> and then we made it like on the Chargers like Instagram, you know? Oh, it's, sweet. And my son's like so cute. He's just like a normal little boy. And I'm like this. Freaking out. Freaking <laughs> yeah. out. What do I do with my hands? I don't have hands. I'm it's like stuck. That's amazing. That was cool. And I still have the ball right here. It's signed by him. And um, oh, dude, that's awesome. It's cool. Yeah. It was a good, it was a good time, but yeah. Um, looking forward to this year. Um, always have to look forward to, I mean, what else are we going to look forward to? Yeah. We're going to go 17 and 0, baby. Let's go. Hey, that's, I always reset. They're going to ask me, yeah. you know, what, what's the prediction? 17 and 0. Let's go. Yeah, I always agree with you. I was like, Kevin's got it, man. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why? Yeah. Who's somebody's going to have to do it again. Eventually might as well be why us. Yeah. Come on. We're 17 now. All time. Yeah. Let's go. Tell me, so. tell me now. All right, Jeremy. It was a right. pleasure meeting you, brother. It really was. Yeah. And congratulations again on on the the new edition. We're so yeah, pumped for you, you, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. So let's uh let's definitely stay in touch. And you, season ticket holder, we, we are too. Let's try and meet up yeah. at one of these games and hang out. Yeah, I was gonna say all the fans this year. I feel like I felt more connected this year with all the fans. Uh, brisket broads with you guys. A um, couple more fans I've been keeping in contact with. I was at the the rally before they left to Jacksonville and awesome. just we were so nice. And everyone was like on the same, like we love our team, man. And all the stuff you hear like online and you read all the trolling, you're just like, this is not these people. This, this isn't it. Yeah. This is, this is charger. This is bolt fam right here, man. And you could tell the players feel it. We feel it. And so I was excited to be a part of it. I think this was the first year I was, I felt more connected and then being on this podcast, I'm like, Dude, I'm it. I'm I'm a Bolt fan, you know. Let's go. I love. We love yeah. it, dude. It was. I love it. So awesome meeting you, Jeremy. And uh, let's yeah, definitely let's definitely stay in touch, brother. Let's do it. All right, man. Hey, love you, bye. Love you, bye. All right, Jeremy. We have a test at the end of every fan focus, and you passed, buddy. You passed. Thank you. Okay, you love win. you, bye. <laughs> okay, love you, dub. bye. Okay, love you, bye. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Dude, what and a congratulations. great fan focus. Yes. So, so, Dude, from, yeah, round, round of applause. Round of applause. another Charger fan. Here we go. Yeah, mom, so mom, glad. And, yeah, mama. You've got you've got the onesie. you got the jersey. You're locked and loaded. You're ready to go. Yeah. Set to go. Ready to throw pass a couple on di- the fan. Throw a couple diapers in the mix, and you're ready to rock. You're ready. Like, just talking about him, I was trying to figure out how I can modify my career and my aspirations for like earning money to how I can live in Costa Mesa and just go to that coffee shop and hang out and just be there. Just maybe (laughs) I could try and get a job at the coffee shop. And hopefully yeah, like, they pay hey, enough to handle a family of six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need a cinematographer? No, we need somebody to clean the bathroom. Daily? All right, deal. <laughs> Sign me up. Oh, uh, yeah. What what a great happenstance of just like, just, <laughs> it's, I'm so jealous of these people that are just like, oh, I just turned around and all of a sudden, there he is. It's <laughs> Justin Herbert. Throw yeah, to Keenan yeah. Allen. I was just like, I just happened to be uh, walking so, by. So, ra- well, the fact that he was a fan for so long. <laughs> Yeah. And he never, he didn't get that at all. And he wanted that. And then they, all of a sudden they moved yeah. right next to him. Like that yeah. was, that's really freaking cool. Yeah. Shout out to, shout out to grandma. What what was the name? Was it MoMA? MoMA. Mama? I believe it was MoMA. MoMA. Yeah, shout out to MoMA for, for setting, setting the for setting Jeremy up right with all the yeah. bobbleheads and the, the pods. Lead by and, example. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You always need somebody to lead by example. And that's what we're trying to do here is we're trying to lead by example. So you know it. Jeremy, keep up the good work, buddy. Thank awesome, you for dude. coming on and chatting Thanks, with brother. Kev. Um, all right. Well, now it's time to go on to the next segment. Ask both fam. Let's get to it. <laughs> time to put your money where your mouth is. 
Hi, guys. Don't jam a thumb up his butthole. That's what you do. <laughs> I wet myself in excitement. Both are hungry. Your thoughts are like totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Good you, boy. That's right, folks. Time for Ask Bolt Fam. And we start off at the top with Tom Telesco's burner account. TTBA. Ask the question. Was that the first do-over in NFL history? I love how the NFL rigs almost every game for me, guys. <laughs> I like turtles. You guys think the NFL is legit rigged for me, guys? <laughs> Shit, it's just blatant for me and Brady. <laughs> I can't yeah, believe we, I, can't, I need an explanation. I, w- I was kind of watching the game while we were having dinner. The kids were really loud. I couldn't. We had the TV turned all the way down, so I couldn't hear. Did they call a timeout or something? Is that why the ref stopped that play and they got to do it again? You'd have to ask somebody to watch that game. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I watched the end of it. You guys didn't watch. No, but do you know what this is referring to? It hurts my soul. I I honestly, I don't know the play. Dude, dude, this is insane. Fourth quarter, it's a tie ball game. They the Chiefs have the ball. Mm-hmm. It's third down. Mm-hmm. It's like third and six at like the forty yard line. So they're getting close to field goal range. Mm. They get stuffed. The Bengals stuff them. He just has this stupid little incomplete pass. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, cool. They're gonna punt. The punt unit is coming on the field. The referees start talking, and they're like, no, no, no. We got to replay the down. It's, it's nothing I've ever seen. There was no flag thrown. There was no penalty yardage. It was the same down and distance. They just did the third down all over again. Yeah, that's that's what they're talking about. He literally got to do third and seven twice. I'm so glad I didn't watch this game. But I don't. I, I don't know. Like I don't gotten... know if there was a timeout that like people didn't hear the whistle. I'm still confused about it. But it is very, very sus. Very everything sus. that happened. Yeah. I just watched. I just watched a play too on the play where he did the next couple plays he did that scramble where he ran out of bounds and got hit late and that set up the game-winning field goal yeah. there was like four holding penalties that should have been called oh yeah on the big Chiefs. time like big time. blatant really bad like pulling jersey it's just like how do we get to be that team that gets that stuff and i saw i think it might have been tom telesco's burner account posted there was a, a pass that didn't make it to the line of scrimmage and they called it incomplete so I think that's intentional grounding because I didn't see a wide receiver in the area. Yeah. I mean, I, just, a lot I of the thing was bad. It's a lot yeah. of so bad. I, I didn't watch the game, but I mean, the next day, I mean, Twitter is filled with people going, when are we going to hold these refs accountable? When I, are we, you know, why is bad. the NFL such a poorly officiated yeah. league? Even ex NFL guys. I saw Danny Woodhead posted about it. Yeah. Like, like it's terrible. There's so many opportunities to get the calls right. And I don't know if it's ego. I don't know if it's people that just don't want to look stupid out there on the field or if they or if it's rigged. I mean, honestly, at this point, it feels like if you're if you're not going to call a fair game, then what's the point? But I, yeah. I mean, I couldn't have cared less about watching watching these games over the weekend. So I just I couldn't I feel- speak to it. I feel bad for the Bengals fans because they experience what we experience when shit like that happens. Time. Yeah, and yeah, just so and, and, and honestly, that last play, like it didn't. It was going into overtime. All that shit said and done. It was going into overtime, yeah. and then their linebacker hit him out of bounds. Like, don't do that. Like, you yeah. didn't yeah. need to do that. You know? Yeah, what that mean? was like, really. That was a really that dumb, they dumb he, guy. they kind of chargered that at, at the last minute a little bit. They yeah, they that was like did. the movie we watched on Patreon where you're just running and shooting people in the face. That's like <laughs> pretty much what, what are you doing, guy. Yeah. Like this is insanity. Yeah. How could you possibly do that? Last Boy Scout. But, <laughs> nice tease. And th- I do want to <laughs> shout out my you know one of 
one of my best friends, Randy, um, is going to the oh, Super yeah. Bowl. Congratulations, Randy. I'm, no, but I'm, I'm happy. I'm, hap- I'm not happy for so him. Happy. I'm happy that he's happy. Let's put it that way. He's been ha- he's happy enough. Yeah, dude. he's been happy. Yeah, he couldn't be he's, happier. Yeah. yeah, I want so, some happiness. Yeah, when when's it our time? Hey, to be happy. It's our it's our time down here. Down here, <laughs> your time the up there. Chat. We're in the basement. <laughs> Underneath, we're, we're in the well. One eyed Willie's gold right now. <laughs> we're um, in the well. We, we're hard, people we're flipping coons coins right now. at us. Just, yeah. Send out Troy's booby, booby traps. <laughs> Come on, Chiefs, um, just drop down the Troy's bucket. We just want a little taste. Just a taste. Yeah. Just I'm tired a of the taste. booby traps. Yeah, we want to save our houses from <laughs> turning into a golf course. Okay, that's all we want. Yeah. All right, Tom Telesco's burner account. Good Thank enough you for asking the question. <laughs> good enough. Let's uh, move it on now oh, to House yeah, of Hay. Good enough. Sorry, who asks? The question. Sorry. Well, well, now with the Queefs making it to the Super Bowl with questionable calls, and I'll say the Eagle beating a four string quarterback, I'll say who gives a shit less about this game? I'll say, I'll say, give the Eagles a win so I can talk more shit to the KC fans next year. K, I'll say, K, love you. Bye. Well, yeah, and this Eagles. is. This is interesting too, because like you think about it, like you lose first in the first round of the playoffs, it sucks so bad. You get into yeah. the second level, you lose, sucks even more. You get all the way to the big show and you lose Bowl, that's and like, lose, just crushing. I, I, I have to say too, I hate Patrick Mahomes with a whole new level after Sunday's game. Yeah. Well, his, what did he his, do? Okay. What did oh he do God. now? It's just so much. <laughs> There's so much I hate about that guy. First of all, he has this high ankle sprain, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, he's such a <laughs> pansy, dude. He has this high ankle it's like, sprain. Make sure the camera's on and I'll start limping. Dude, so the first quarter, the Chiefs couldn't have played better. They were just clicked, firing at all centers. I think they scored 10 points. You don't see a limp whatsoever. Not even a sign of a limp. They made sure to say that he didn't get any like shots before the game to numb. He's ready to rock and roll. Hmm. All of a sudden... Second quarter, third quarter, their offense goes to absolute dog crap. That limp is just so intense. Like you can't the ca- the camera won't leave him after the play because he's like, uh, uh, he's putting on such a show. Off. Yeah, he's putting on. I'm just like, oh my god, I hate you so much. You're you're the worst. Like you're just like you're what I hate about sports. And when I have guys that I coach that do this crap, I'm like, you're cut. You, you don't you're done we're not doing this kind of just acting oh this my show. god oh my god it's so bad <laughs> and then when he got hit late out of bounds on that last play and he obviously like it was yeah he literally obviously it was late you're gonna get the fucking like, like, he, he literally like looked like a crash test dummy like the control yeah. of his arms like, like a oh. pillow dummy that they threw out a window yeah. and it's one of those things oh that a f- you're selling cars it's like yeah. oh yeah. He got his leg yeah, bent over his shoulder. And... <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, at least oh. he got hit really hard going out of bounds, though. Like, if you're going to do it, it been do it right. Should they hit him harder? God, I hate him so much, dude. I hate him <laughs> way more than Derek Carr now, especially since Derek Carr's not a Raider. Derek yeah. Carr's yeah. fine Patrick with Mahomes me now. The, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is the top of my f- 
list right now. <laughs> he's, he's on top of Kyle's shit list. I list. Hate, <laughs> I hate him. I hate him so much. <laughs> oh, I hate Kyle's him so much. Bliss. And then in the post game, in the post game interview, when he's like all giddy and happy, I'm like, don't you have a severe ankle injury that you need to go get checked out? Oh yeah. no, it's better now. Okay, mm. cool. Weird. Skips off the God, field with him. Kelsey. I hate yeah. him. So yeah, their arms He's like dancing on the sideline. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> His top hat. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, hate him. Can't stand him. House of Hain, yeah. thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to MJ, who asked the question. So a real cutish time. Why do you think LA Rams aren't promoting from within by going with LaFleur? We're looking at like three potential OCs from him. So this was asked prior to getting Kellen literally Moore, but, like 20 hours ago. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's an interesting question about like, yeah. you know, you've got all these other teams. I mean, we're looking at, you know, quarterback coaches and offensive assistants for other teams. Why would some of those teams that are still that are looking for people in those OC positions, why would they not? promote within is it a is it a money thing is it a because it can't be a scheme thing right it was just like a really bad season and, and you know he's got a mcveigh's got a really bad taste True, in yeah. his mouth coming off a bad like, season what were they can't, 4, i can't 12? even look at you guys right now okay yeah everyone you can go interview with wherever you want i'm starting over <laughs> right well now. he was talking about quitting like there was a yeah. brief moment he was, yeah. there where he's like i might not come back right yeah he did not have a fun season last year no. i don't think he liked the people he was working with no, no. i've got that feeling so, yeah, I mean, there could be a multitude of reasons, but... Uh, but the, it just makes you think, like, we were talking to assistant assistants. Like, we weren't talking to offensive right. coordinators. So, like, yeah, everyone was just kind of like, yeah, QB coaches. Like, when we ended up not getting that. In the course of, like, 20 hours since, um, since how uh, was it House of Hain? Since House of Hain, no, no. Uh, MJ. MJ. Since MJ, MJ yeah. asked the question... Wow, did things change for us? Like, yeah, things got we got lucky, right? So quickly, yeah. I would have it would have been nicer to promote within than go get some random QB coach. I I agree with that sentiment. Yeah, yeah. It, but we fired everyone that we could have hired. <laughs> but we within. fired them all, so <laughs> yeah. we can't do that anymore. Can't Shane Day was gone, so I don't know who you promote. <laughs> I mean, that that's the thing is, I mean, some people were like, "Hey, make Shane Day the offensive coordinator." Couldn't be any worse, right? And no, nah, nah, not We had that in the back. Kellamore is. We are ready. Way the hay up there. So, um, hey, great question, MJ. Thank yeah. you for asking you. it. Let's move it on now to Dirty Ferdy. Dirty. We'll ask the question. Okay. With this recent offensive coordinator acquisition, I don't know much about him because I don't follow the Cowboys. Is this a good fit? Hoo-ha. Give me pros <laughs> and cons. I want them both. <laughs> So um I I don't I can't say that like we've watched every play and we know that he calls this right. kind of an offense and sure. on third downs he does this. Um I, the pros gotta be like the success that he has had with the Dallas Cowboys for the amount of time that he's been there in that position, right? right? Um yep. knowing that he's called plays, he knows how to call plays. So that's that's another check mark, especially in Kyle's book. Um, he's would you say that being young and upcoming is a pro, or would you say that that's a con? 
Um, I think with our organization and our head coach, I think it's a pro. Yeah. I think it allows him the humility to still come under Coach Staley as his head coach mm-hmm. instead of an older guy coming in and being like, yeah, all right, Coach Staley, whippersnapper, I got it. I've been in this league longer than you've been alive. Right. I just think it it fits better with the, with the vibe that our coaching staff has right now. So I yeah. would consider it a pro for our situation. Yeah. And I think the biggest pro for me is you just look, all we have right now, you know, we'll probably go back and look at some of the Dallas games and maybe we'll get a coach's corner on what that offense is doing. But literally the second half scoring and and red zone production. Like right. that's all the stats that's the red point zone to production. a pro. Those that's are the things be. we, like I said earlier, that we did not execute this year. And that was the coaching. That was play calling. And this is what he's good at. So that that's that's awesome. That's a good sign. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I can't think of very many cons. I know a lot of people, especially Cowboy fans, are going to point Van- to he's too vanilla. The very, he's either vanilla or the very last post-season. game of yeah. the postseason, which, I mean, I get it. Like, when I watch a movie, if I'm like, I really love this movie, but then it has a real shit ending, I'm like, yeah. well, that movie was terrible. Yeah. I have a couple of those. And I think you could probably my, say, that, yeah, my, I'm sure you could say the same for some <laughs> offensive coordinators as well. It's like, oh, man, he went out on a, you know, left the room farting, you know, like, it's just like, that's not how you leave a room. Yeah. So did the whole Cowboys organization. <laughs> yeah. So I get it. Like, I, especially from a Cowboy fan, but again, like just looking at the production, looking at, uh, what it is that he can bring to this team. I really can't think of very many cons yeah. that go against I'm this excited. kid. No, I, I, Super I think the charger chat as a collective unit is, Cowabunga all in on Cowboy. Sign me up, brother. Yeah, we Cowabunga Ninja Turtles, we Ninja Turtles yeah. right into this OC. <laughs> Hell yeah. That, that, it's still wild now to think about how quickly all of this went down. It yeah. was so fast. So it fast. It was just for, a perfect fit, it feels like. It had to be. It Dude, had yeah. to be so good. Dare I say. They, they just even, couldn't say no. They didn't Ninja, need multiple interviews. Yeah. Dare I say Ninja. Maybe. Dare I mean, I'm curious shit. to see. Cowabunga? <laughs> Turtle power? <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Tommy. Ninja Tommy. Yeah, I, um, love that. I love that one. I am curious to see, like, when it comes time for Telesco and Staley to have their, you know, pressers to talk about the hiring of Kellen Moore. Like, what yeah. was what was the thought process? Why right. Why was it such a good deal? I mean, we can all see it as fans and we can all make our own judgments. But what was it from their perspective that well, made yeah. them go? got to get this done and get it done now. I mean, I guess it's just because he's th- going to be that hot of a commodity. There's not many pr- uh, people that have offensive coordinator on their resume to go into the offensive coordinator right. open positions right now. He's got to cool. be the only one that's like got that locked down. And it's also, you look at some of these other coordinators, we just had one, two years out. You look at a lot of these yeah. coordinators' resumes, it's two years out, two years out. He's... Yeah. Th- his first stint, he was with them for four years, and now he's taking a sidestep to go coordinate another team before his and eventual move up. This, yeah, I think before his thirty fifth birthday. Like yeah. we said, it's not. God, it, wasn't as if, it wasn't as if he was fired. It was like, a, hey, I kind of want to go do something else. You guys feel like you need to go a different direction. Let's just right. call it what it is. It wasn't like a you suck. You did terrible. Right. You are now going to be demoted to quarterback coach somewhere. You Can know, you like, get that in- wasn't the vibe. Can you get in trouble for tampering for a coach? Because I think maybe Justin might have brought this up during the shooting of that that series. Can yeah. Justin get in trouble? Can the Chargers get in trouble? Because they probably filmed all that. Well, I think you said that they were they okayed for him to get interviewed prior to being 
Well, they said, okay, yeah, to interview him, and he's like, hired. Justin, <laughs> well, also, you've been approved. Justin All right, you're to, hired. Does Justin go to Kellen Moore and be like, dude, come coach me. Like, it's going to be awesome. We're going to win Super Bowls. Dude, and just come Kellen coach goes me to the, so hard. Kellen goes to the Cowboys, and he's like, hey, yeah, I'm out. Because hey. I just had this conversation with Justin, and he's sick, and we're going to go win Super <laughs> he's Bowls. He's so sick. sick. Yeah. He's yeah. so cool, dude. He just invited we were just me sitting. to play golf yeah. he's gonna drive the cart the whole time because he can't oh, he's no, gonna gonna, caddy he's I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna play a lot he's gonna talk and drive me around it's gonna be awesome yeah it's gonna be a real good time and we had a short we have a short segment here but we are long-winded on these answers right now boys. I know well <laughs> to be fair we we didn't get very many questions this week so yeah, let's uh, let's go let's yeah. talk for a while about some of these things so um all right well dirty Ferdy, all I pros. think I, yeah, all pros that we can basically think of. Can't think of many cons. Every, every time Dirty Ferdy comes up, can we do the chee chee? That was better. Yeah, if you're you on Patreon, you'll like, understand. It's not a train, my guy. You could probably modify his rig to sound like a chee chee train. Uh, that'd be cool. I need one of those train horn whistles. <laughs> Just a loud one um, where the, like a kid drives up next to the thing. It's like, bro, ah, yeah. mom. Breaks windows. <laughs> yeah. All right. Dirty Verdi. Right. Thank you for Thanks, asking brother. the question. Let's move it on now to Mr. Bolt, who asked the question. We've heard a lot about how the run game needs to improve next year. What do you think is the missing piece for that to happen? Does the line need to get better? Is it the coaching? Or do we need to make a change to our <laughs> running back room? Or is it something else entirely? You went so fast. It didn't give me a chance. He certified fresh. You bolted <laughs> right. right into it. Well, I, I you, wanted you to get it. Going because he asked for Donald Duck and like, man, I can't do a Donald Duck. I can, <laughs> I can do that. I can't, yeah, I can't make good. words, <laughs> but I can't make words. I can only do, <laughs> that's it. I can't. Well, let's yeah. get the version. Well, yeah, don't of, try, Kevin. I'm here. Ready. Go no, for let's it. get the version of that. We'll add subtitles. Version of what? <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> let's just add subtitles. <laughs> Did you get it? That was awesome. Thank no. you. How do we improve the run game? <laughs> oh, that was so fun. All right. So the question. <laughs> yeah. The run game improvement. What do we got to do? What has to happen? What do you what pieces are we missing? Coach. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, I'll give my two cents. You guys, if you have anything, please add. I just I think I ran out of sense. I do not think it's the running back room. Austin Eckler is one of the best running backs in the NFL. So I don't it's not a matter of running back. Josh Kelly has stepped up. I think Isaiah Spiller is gonna have a step leap here in the season two. So I don't think it's a running back room. Um okay. honestly, I just feel like it's identity. Like we haven't taken that on as this is part of our football team. I watched some of these teams play uh this weekend and it's like the 49ers. The Eagles, they run the ball mean. Like their linemen get off the ball and move people. And they their fullbacks and their tight ends get in there and get after it. It just doesn't feel like we had that identity, a sellout, we're gonna run the ball. It felt mm. like, well, we're gonna run the ball here to keep them off balance. Um, well, you know, we're probably only gonna get two yards, so then we'll throw next play. That's just what it felt like when you watch a Charger football game, except for the couple of games where we ran the ball well. It, like we were getting after it because we started to see some success with it. 
So I honestly just think it's it's like the play caller identity of how you install this stuff, what, how, how you talk to the team about the importance and like how we're going to attack. I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, I'm not there listening to it. I don't think it's the... I don't think it's the the personnel as much as it's we need one identity of how we're going to run the ball and we get after it and we make an emphasis that that's that's important. And I don't I don't remember his name, but I think the run game coordinator for the Cowboys uh, was let go as well. So I'm curious to see who he brings hmm. with him because they yeah. whatever he did working pretty well for having one of the you know one of the top rushing attacks in the league and they were also talking about you know we we last last this last season we threw 65 ran 35 that's just not going to work you can't get any rhythm like that as an offensive lineman and then us doing zone versus power like it's going to be interesting to see what they do and how they decide to attack it cuz i think scheme is as much of the problem than it is players you know what i mean they just, just got to mm-hmm. just we'll see yeah, I think, uh, and that's that's an interesting point about bringing a guy from uh, the run game coordinator from Dallas because I know Staley said that, like, when asked about, like, is this all of the changes that we're going to see in the coaching staff? And he said no. So there very well could be opportunities for more coaching staff changes to happen during this offseason. And if that means Kellen Moore says, I need to get my run coordinator think, over here, I think that's, that's a what- very strong possibility. I think his defensive staff is pretty much going to stay the same to a certain degree now. Mm-hmm. I think it's the offensive Outside of staff. The linebacker coach. Right. Well, that's yeah. already done. Yeah. So, but I think, yeah. I think the offense, the offensive staff, you're not going to bring him in, Kellen in and be like, all right, here's the guys you get to work with. Yeah. Does, here's your team. Does, Good luck. Doesn't, doesn't work like that. So <laughs> yeah. there's going to be a turnover there for sure. And we'll see what yeah. that actually is. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, Mr. Bolt, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Hangry Seth. Hangry. Who asked the question? Hey, homies, what's happening? Okay, check this out. If you could go back in time, right, what player would you bring to the current team? Check it out. No LT, pendejos. That'd be cheating. <laughs> All right, then. FTR. Can't love you. Bye. Hmm. All right, so no LT. I got a Jeez, random one. I'm so, son of a bitch. I got yes. a real random one. There was the one year we had LT and Michael Turner, and like Michael Turner's like prime when he was just the bruiser. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll throw a little Michael Turner out there. Just okay. that one season, he was awesome, and we had him okay. and LT running together. Okay, because I know I would say say out, but you're gonna take that one, so I'm gonna go rogue. Well, we did this. We had this a similar question a couple of weeks ago. We did. Yeah. yeah. So it's fun LT. to come up with new answers. Yeah. No, I like. Yeah. Uh, that's a we good did challenge. Gates, Let's, it was Gates and LT was like our Gates, yeah. LT, and, and, and Sayo. Those were so, our answers last Sayo. time. Let's think of some new names. Who else would we want to bring back? So Kev went with Michael Turner. I'll say Rodney <laughs> Harrison because he was my I'll number two favorite nice. um, player as a kid. Just that safety position because. Right now, our number two safety is kind of up in the air with Nas being a free agent and not knowing who's going to step in. So I think as a position of need, you have Derwin James and Rodney Harrison. That's that's a pretty terrifying We're getting secondary. so many penalties. So yeah, we many are. penalties. <laughs> we are, for sure. So many. There's going to be so many concussions if you but play No us. one's coming across yeah, the middle. No. I promise you. Old school football. Travis Kelsey, if Derwin James can pick up Travis Kelsey, Rodney Harrison may very well kill him. Might decapitate him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
I'll say this name just because I always enjoyed watching him play, and uh, and I would love to see. I, I would just love to see him back there out on the field. I'll say Malcolm Floyd. I really loved watching Malcolm Floyd play, and I mean, he was such a tall guy. Yeah. Found a way to get down Smooth. the field. Find a way to make some amazing catches with Phil. Uh, so I would love to see what he would do with uh, with Justin Herbert at the helm, but or uh, Vincent Jackson, Vincent Jackson, be, sure, Vincent oh, Jackson and with Mike, Mike Williams, Williams on the other oh. side. What do you do? <laughs> I love that. What do you do? You can't stop, and you won't stop it. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go, Hangry Seth. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Big Bob, Certified Fresh. Who asked the question? With the Kellen Moore hiring, is next year finally the year? Young dynamic OC, Staley third year in his system with his guys, and special teams finally rock solid? No reason why we don't make the big dance. What else do y'all need to see to solidify this squad? Can't love you, bye. I like your vibes, Big Bob. I like this. Big I like Bob this. next year. 17 0. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 20 um, all right. So what, what else do we need? What else, what, what areas do we feel like we need to get better at? I still want to get better at the old line. I think that's for me, the place I want to still improve. Like you could be mm -hmm. like, Oh, we're better than we've ever been, but we're not a top five offensive line. I want to be a top, top offensive line. So that that's right. And, and that, that affects everything that affects Justin, that affects the run game that affects all these things. We want to like bring in somebody new to fix it. But if there's offensive line isn't there, it doesn't matter how good you are. You're not going to create, you know, you're not, we don't, there's no Barry Sanders in the draft this year. There's no LTs mm -hmm. in the draft this year. So um, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, I can get behind that. I mean, that, cause that's the thing. I think right now we can say center, we're solid. Left guard, yeah. we're solid. solid. Left tackle, we're solid. Right guard and right tackle. Well, Zion, don't we're know. Solid, we're solid at right with the left is we're not sure about. Because that's if we're going to bump down Sawyer. No, left tackle um, is Rashawn Slater. Guards. So left guard. Right guard is Zion Johnson. Right, uh, yeah, left guard is the filer. We're not filer. sure. Though. Oh, left guard is filer. I'm sorry. I thought left guard was Zion. My apologies. Um, well, there's the potential. We said that that might make the bump. Yeah. There's just. I feel like there's there. a lot of floating unknown about the offensive line right now. Yeah. For me, it's still an all-around tight end that can block and catch. Um, I just think that that's a big piece of an offense that takes you to the next level helps your running game so significantly. And yeah. Um, yeah, I think that all around tight end, I just don't think we have it right now. Yeah. I kind of, I'm kind of pulling for Michael M Mayer just because Mayer. It, it is close to, you know, Halloween and all the jokes that could happen with Michael Meyer. Um, kind of into it. The Notre Dame connection. I mean, there's a lot of stars, I think that align with that being yeah. the potential pick. Yeah. Um, Michael Meyer. Yeah. I, yeah. Having a superstar tight end, you know, like a Gronk, like a Kelsey, like a Gates, you know, it, we, we didn't, we're, we're, I feel like we're missing that piece as well. Um, I, I think those are two great answers is the offensive line and, and tight end. I think if we can get some superstars there, I mean, some people also say we need a speedy wide receiver that can get down the field. And yes, if we can get Jalen Guyton back, he could potentially be that guy, but you know, that could also be something looked at in free agency need, or draft or something like I that. I think you need to look in the first three rounds for one of those guys. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not not all those guys are first rounders. You got guys with speed in the second and third. So, sure. Um, I think it, even Tyreek Hill was a later pick, wasn't he? I don't think he yeah. was that early. So, I think you just need yeah. to find that diamond in the rough that has the, the, qu the quickness, the speed. That's right. So, 
Yeah, I think the really the big opportunities seem to be on the offensive side of the ball. I think defensives defensively we're pretty well locked up and special teams, if we can keep all those guys coming back again next year, should be pretty solid there as well. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, there you go. Big Bob, thank you for asking the question. And welcome. And welcome. And we go out of Ask Bolt Fam with Hawaiian Surfer, who asked the question. Sup, guys? Quick and easy for you. Any big things you're aiming to do in 2023? Personally, my girl and I are aiming to move into our first house. Gotta have a big space for all these surfboards. You know what I mean? <laughs> Take care. Can't love you. Bye. Awesome. Get it. First home purchase. Yeah, I like dude. that. That would That's be big fantastic That's... for you, bud. We're rooting yeah. for you. Hell yeah. Um, all right. Big plans for 2023. Are we building any pools? Are we <laughs> Super Bowl <laughs> championship? First yeah, we're the... building that. Yeah. yeah. That's what my big goal is for next year. Wouldn't that be 2023? That's a personal goal for you. Wouldn't that <laughs> hap- technically happen in 2024, though? Shut up, Kevin. Shut up. Come on. <laughs> Just my setting the foundation. <laughs> I, 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 the one 2023 thing, season. One thing we did last year that was awesome yes. that we're doing again this year is Kyle and I are going to Vegas with our uncle and our dad to go watch the Mountain West Conference basketball tournament. Yes. While we were there last year, same time is when we got Khalil Mack. Yes. I am the big thing is I hope something big happens while we're there. Something rad <laughs> is yeah. what I'm pulling for. Even though we don't have any money. Something rad. <laughs> Something's going to happen. Something, we're hoping, something we're big. We're pulling for something. Well, I think it's more just like <laughs> any personal plans that we have. And I mean, for me, like I just moved out to, you know, Columbia, Missouri to be, to work with Kev. So really for 2023, my goal is to try to kind of find my footing and find my ground and, you know, make this state who, which I've never lived in before, make it my home in, in some way, shape or form. So yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to doing that in 2023 and working with Kev and, uh, you know, working, working with the, the folks over at Patreon and setting our Patreon up to be Patreon's really kind special. of a fun goal for, to see what we can do and yeah. creative and what we can get done over there. I mean, I'm very happy with what we've done so far and I know that we can do a lot more over there. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's 2023. I think it's going to be a good year for us. I'm calling yeah. it. Call, comes. Calling a good year for Charger Chat and a Fahoko Sack Dance, please. Buckle Let's up, go. boys. Buckle up, Buttercup. <laughs> <So, laughs> um, all right. Well, Hawaiian Surfer, good luck on getting the house. We're rooting for you. And uh, yeah. thank you for asking the question. And thank you, everybody, for asking questions here in Ask Bowl Fam. Uh, again, it was uh, not too many questions, but boy, we know how to make these uh, close to two hour episodes. I tell you what. <laughs> you no know matter it. what. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think it's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Any final thoughts there, gentlemen? I final thoughts. I have a thought. Yes. Um, in two days, or depending on when you listen to this, tomorrow is our very own Wooldog's birthday. So I would like to take oh. the opportunity right now to sing happy birthday to the one Sit and back. only Adam. No, don't hide. Wooldog Wooly. Here we go, Kyle. Let's, let's. Okay, we'll do it. <laughs> la, 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 la. Here we go. How happy. now, brown cow. Be ready on three. One, two. You're going to watch this f- 
fumble <laughs> our way through this. Here we go. One, <laughs> two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Bulldog. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Bulldog. Thank you very much. You're I appreciate best. that. No, you. If you're listening to this, oh. send him a DM and tell him happy birthday. I want to make really bother him all day with a lot of messages. <laughs> I'm going to text him every five minutes that day. And just wish he him loves happy birthday. his birthday. He just loves he's it. Obsessed. Yeah, yeah, I love yes. the attention. Yeah. It's so good. It's so fun. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. And now, a word from our sponsors. This Sunday, one night only, join us for the Tap Dancing Mahomies. They'll tap their way into your homes and your hearts, singing some of their favorite songs. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Putting on the Ritz, yay! No high ankle sprain can keep the tap dancing Mahomies from coming to you, whether you like it or not. We'll see you Sunday. What else is there to watch? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.